Shulchan Arachadav, we are in Simon Shimches, in the middle of Halacha Lamed Zayin, section 308. We are in the middle of learning the 37th Halacha. In the beginning of Halacha Lamed Zayin, we talked about um, covers of structures located in the ground, like the cover of a storage pit or a cistern. And we said that the Halacha here is different than the uh, covers of Kalim. When, it, when we're talking about a cover of a storage pit or a cistern or it's a structure in the ground, one may not move this cover even if it was modified and even if it was used for the, this purpose many times during the, the week, unless it has a handle, uh, which, which helps us remove it from the storage pit. Because then the handle shows that it, was, that it was made to be moved and that it is defined as a cleat. Now, the Altarebbe continues, the covers of containers that are entirely buried in the ground. Um, now, we should point out the example given in the source for this distinction is that of a barrel buried in the ground, as Altarebbe explains. There is no difference between such a container and structures like storage pits that are built into the ground. Okay, so um, covers of containers that are totally buried in the ground are, are governed by the same rules as the covers of structures in the ground. A decree was issued regarding the covers of buried containers, lest leniency be taken with regard to the covers of structures in the ground. If, however, a container was not buried entirely in the ground, even though it is uh, attached to the ground, for example, the ovens of the Tzmanuk era, which were built like large pots with their bases attached to the ground by cement, the cover of such a container does not require a handle. Our ovens, by contrast, are built directly on the ground, and the covers are governed by the laws applying to the cover of a cistern. Uh, they require a handle. Okay, so just a note um, like this. When we talk about our ovens that are built on the ground directly, um, so that means that the, 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 the oven is built above the ground, but it's connected to it. So it comes out that there are four categories of covers. We have covers for kalim. Covers for structures built on the ground, like the ovens employed in the Alta Rebbe's time. Co- um, containers buried in the ground, and containers that are attached to the ground but not buried in the ground. For example, the ovens of the Talmudic era. This concludes Allah Lamed Zayin. Allah Lamed Ches. Ma'chad Shlim Mutil Tatal Bo Es HaKoytz. Kedin Klishim Alach Tel Iser. Shemutil Tatal Etzerich Gufay. A needle. Um, and we should just point out the term Ma'chad can either refer to a pin or a needle. The reason we have chosen needle here is based on the following halach, on the next halach. Okay, so a needle that is intact is permitted to be moved to remove a thorn, as is the law regarding any utensil regularly used during the week for a forbidden activity, which is permitted to be moved to use for a permitted function on Shabbos. Now, a needle is usually used for sewing, which is a forbidden activity, of course. Nevertheless, a needle may be moved to remove a thorn with it, provided the thorn is removed in a permitted manner, as it is now going to explain. The above applies that we that that you could uh, move a needle in order to remove a thorn provided one is careful to remove the thorn in a manner which is not certain to cause bleeding while removing it for one to remove the thorn in a manner that would certainly cause bleeding he would be liable for causing a wound 
which is forbidden on Shabbos. This applies even though the person caused the wound unintentionally, since he removes the thorn in a manner that will inevi- inevitably result in the performance of a prohibited, prohibited act, um, which is a, a frequent expression that is used in the Talmud. The meaning is, if its head is severed, will it not die? In other words, this is the inevitable result of the person's prior activity. As such, although one is generally liable only for the purposeful performance of an activity on Shabbos, and in this case, the person did not intend to cause bleeding, only to remove the thorn, since removing the thorn will inevitably result in bleeding, it is considered as if you purposefully caused the bleeding. Again, which is forbidden on Shabbos. Continuing and concluding the Allah, hence, for example, if the thorn turns over while it is um, being removed, then it becomes impossible to remove without causing bleeding, its removal is forbidden. So the Al-Tarebbe grants license to use the needle when at the outset it appears possible to remove the thorn without causing bleeding. If in the course of removing the thorn, the thorn turns over within the wound and bleeding becomes inevitable, the person must cease his efforts to remove it. This concludes today's shear. Today we talked about the halacha regarding cupboards of containers that are totally buried in the ground. And we talked about uh, a needle that even though it's normally used for forbidden activity to sew, which is forbidden on Shabbos, one may use it to perform a permitted activity, that is, as long as one would not automatically come to doing a forbidden activity, like causing bleeding. In that case, it would be forbidden. This concludes today's share.